So to start, it's maybe important to say the difference between what is a typeface and a font. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to Notes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge and knowledge should not be hidden behind paywalls, we have a very special guest on today's show. Let's welcome Nilio. Nilio is a creator of a very famous typeface called as Nixon. So Nixon is a typeface that's been most back campaign on the Kickstarter program. And on today's episode, Nilio had shared a lot of insights on what it takes to make a typeface and what exactly is a major difference between font and typeface as most of the people get confused between what is a typeface and what is a font. Neelio and I had a great conversation understanding the creative process that's involved and also discussed on various inspirations that one can draw from so that they can choose the right type working on their next project. So hopefully you'll learn a lot from this episode. Stay tuned and happy designing everyone. Hey Nilio, welcome to Nodes of Design. It's an honor to host you on our show today. Hello, Taj. Thank you so much for having me. So Nilio, if you could give a brief about you to our audience out there. Okay, so I'm, I'm a designer. I've been posting some stuff on, on Instagram lately about user experience as well. That's uh, kind of my job lately. I started my life as a traditional graphic designer, right? I went to design school, then I had a web design job, then I had a motion design. I did branding, I did publications, I did all kinds of design. And then I kind of switched my way a little bit into, into user experience. Now, along the path, I also had some projects around type design. And I basically decided to create my, my typeface. It's about the, the typeface that I designed. Thank you, Nelio. So your typeface was one of the most uh, kickstarted back typeface. So if you could uh, discuss about your typeface to our listeners out there, what exactly was it and how did you draw your inspiration from? Yeah, so the, the whole project started a little bit by chance. I did not have the intention of designing a typeface when I started. Uh, and this basically started with a picture that someone took from a broken glass that has numbers inside. This is called a mixing tube. Mixing tubes, they are a technology from the 50s, more or less. And it's how we used to display numbers in really, really old devices between our LCD and displays. So basically, imagine like a lamp, a light bulb that you have, but in, inside what you have are 10 different numbers, 0 to 9, right? Uh, and then the number just, uh, just lights up when you power the, um, the tube, the mixing tube. Now, someone broke this and they took a picture of it. They took a picture of all of the numbers. And I looked at the numbers and I thought, this looks really, really cool. It's really clean, really nice. Let me see how they look if I design them in, in Illustrator, right? So basically, all I did was, at that point, I traced the numbers in Illustrator. And I thought, this looks really good when it's vectorized. Let me see if I can draw a letter out of it. So I draw a G, a letter G. And then I decided, okay, if I... If I have a G, what about an E, a e and an L, and how about an O? So I wrote my name uh, with this typeface that was inspired by the numbers. At this point, it was still just an idea. I was playing around with, with shapes, uh, but I thought, well, this looks cool. Let me try to write a few more letters, right? Because as soon as you write, you start designing a typeface, if you think about it, the P, it's basically like the Q or the D, you're just mirroring these characters. 
So after a little bit, I had a set of characters that I could move around in Illustrator and write a few words. Uh, and then, of course, I got curious to know how could I make it a normal font, right? Uh, a font that worked in my computer, in, in office or in Word, whatever I wanted to use. So I started to learn a little bit and, and I started to learn as well Font Shop. And this is how it started. And at this point, it was really, really basic. Uh, there, are a lot of, there were a lot of problems with it, but that was the initial, the initial why uh, how I designed uh, this typeface. So that was the first step that I had. Thank you so much, Nilio, for sharing your knowledge on this. So to our audience out there, if you could explain what is typography and the exact importance of it. So to start, it's maybe important to say the difference between what is a typeface and a font. Uh, and everything is typography. I mean, basically typography is design of type, right? And type is basically the way that it looks. This is a typeface. Exactly. Now, a font is how the typeface is working in the computer. So a font is a file, a typeface is a design, let's call it like that. But pretty much designers, we usually interchange the two terms. Some, some people call it the same thing. You know, it's, it's really easy to, I'm probably going to do the same thing uh, along this, this podcast, calling it a font, calling it a typeface. Uh, but technically, this is the, the main difference. Now, how important, and that's a very interesting question as well. If you think about it, there is almost no design, no graphics, no poster, nothing, no website that does not have a typeface or a font associated with it. It is the most elementary elements, well, the, the most primitive element of design. That's where it all starts. As you know as well, there are millions and millions and millions of typefaces around, many for free, many for many cost uh, quite quite a lot of money as well. Um, but for me, it was always a challenge because I saw it. If, if you're able to design a typeface as a designer, you are at a really, really experienced level. So I always wanted to do, but it's, it's something that it takes quite some time to master and it's also very technical in the end. But also interesting is, is the, the story why, why it actually became a, a, you know, a commercial font like that. I don't know if this is something that interests you as well. Uh, so that's, that's you know, what I see as a typeface and why, why I wanted to do. Then also interesting is the story of how it actually became a reality and, and what I did to make it um, a full typeface because it's like the one that I have, there are five weights uh, and then you have the italics. So it's, it's about 10 different fonts. Still one typeface, but 10 different fonts. But as you might imagine, one typeface, it's a lot of characters. And I don't have the numbers here, but it, it's, it's around 2,400 characters in total that I had to design, individual things that I had to design across all of these different weights between the light one, the extra light, the normal, the bold. So I knew it was a lot of work. I still didn't have a very, very clear idea of how complicated it was, but I thought, well, this is probably going to take me a few months at least of work to do. And I don't really want to do it if nobody's going to like it, if nobody cares about it. So how can I test it to see if it's something that people actually wanted, if people are willing to pay some money about it? So more or less at this point, I thought that it would be interesting to, to experiment with Kickstarter. Uh, and I have never done a project in Kickstarter before, but I thought, well, let's see, it's very niche. It's something that even many designers, they don't buy typefaces either because they work in a place that already bought them or they are obliged to follow a few um, guidelines for, for the brand so they don't go around shopping. But 
let's try it on Kickstarter and see how it goes. I posted my, my project on Kickstarter. It actually gained it quite some traction. And then it was amazing because I got feedback immediately as I was designing. So it was a really, really cool experience of knowing if people want it or not and knowing the feedback very, very fast about each one of the letters, each one of the things, because uh, it's a very, very close conversation that you have with your with your backers in, in Kickstarter. Wow, Nilio, that's a very awesome journey that you have shared with us. Nilio, thank you for that. So Nilio, if you could uh, share your journey building this typeface, Nixon. So the typeface, um, it has five different ways and the italics. So it's extra light, light, normal, bold, the extra bold. Uh, and all of the italics for each one of them. So 10 fonts in total. But the interesting thing that most people don't actually think about is that when you're designing a typeface, not only you have to design all of the characters, you also have to design the spaces between each one of the characters and all of the other characters that come next to it. If you are designing A, B, you have to design how far apart they are, the A and the B, and then the A and the C, the A and the B, So you have to do this across all of the letters, the caps, the small caps, and the special characters. As soon as you make one change, for example, in the extra light, you also have to have in mind that you have to cascade that change into all of the other ways. So the normal one needs to be changed. The bold one needs to be changed. The italics needs to be changed. Uh, so it's, it's a mad crazy work because it requires a lot of discipline and it's very, very technical at the point. That was a little bit more or less my, my, my experience with it. Now, technically, it started in Illustrator. That's where I had the, the baseline of the, the characters and the letters that I wanted. And then I went to, to Font Shop where I actually made sure that everything was um, according to the right parameters with the right sizes. So really, it's, it's the, the software to, to actually design typefaces uh, correctly. Thank you, Nelio, for sharing this uh, amazing journey building the Nixon font. So if you want to suggest our young creatives out there on how to improve on choosing of the right typeface or the font. Yeah, well, that's, that's an interesting question because it's not easy to answer. And it was always something that bothered me because there is basically not a guideline, right? There is not a guideline to tell you this is the right typeface, that's the wrong typeface. Yeah. But I can give you a few things, for example, a few do's and don'ts. There are really, really good typefaces for free. You don't necessarily need to pay for it. However, depending on the project, it might be worth to pay for a typeface. Imagine that, for example, you might be creating a special brand for a client, something very, very specific. Uh, You want to give him a very unique tone of voice. In that sense, it might might be good to buy a typeface. But there are also a lot of good typefaces there for free. Uh, The question is, you need to know what is good and what is not. And there are a few rules of thumb as well. However, it's extremely difficult to tell you this is a good typeface, that's a a wrong time phase because that mainly comes from experience that that comes from seeing a lot of different uh, fonts a lot of different designs each font it has kind of a tone of voice right i'm talking to you i have my own way to talk uh, in you as well Ted. you have your own way to pronounce words to intonation intonate yeah. what you're saying and the same thing happens with fonts uh, the fonts they have a certain rhythm they have a certain spirit to it. So each, each font, it has a certain way that it should be used. I tend to, for example, I mean, it's almost like 
Helvetica. Everybody knows Helvetica. Almost you cannot go wrong if you use Helvetica. But the problem with doing something like that is that possibly as well, your design is going to look so much like thousands of other designs. So there is not so much um, uh, character to it, right? Although it's going to be technically perfect, it's going to be beautiful, but perhaps it's, it's interesting that you choose a timeframe that is a little bit more um, particular to your project. So it depends a lot, but it's a matter of seeing a lot of timefaces, uh, designing a lot, and making experiments. The best way that you have to do is to experiment with different, different things, test this, test that, um, because after a while, you get this um, very subjective um, way to, to analyze and to, and to see if something is working or not. So that's, that, that was my process of um, how I started using typefaces on my designs and, and choosing better ones or worse ones sometimes when I made mistakes, for sure. Uh, adding on to that point, the way how I started was looking through various magazines. So magazines are like uh, the beautiful place where you could see different sides of fonts and different weights of uh, typefaces being used around and uh, in a proper systematic manner. So if someone is really trying hard to understand choosing the right typeface, uh, they could actually go through the magazines that are laying around you. An excellent way to do it. Because then seeing other people's designs and how other people deal with time, it's super, super interesting. Now, I started my design phase, let's say like that, my design learnings, in the phase where there was a lot of what we call design deconstructivism. For example, one of my design heroes is a guy named David Carson. I recommend anyone to look at his work. Um, his surf magazines, they were amazing. And the way that he dealt with type, it's something that you don't see a lot nowadays, but you can learn a lot from, from it. And something other, other, other people's designs as well, for sure. The more culture, visual culture you have, the better equipped you are for future projects that, uh, future projects that you might come across with. Thank you, Nelio, for sharing such an amazing insight. So on a concluding note, I would like to ask any of your favorite reads that you want to suggest to our listeners out there. So I'm just going to suggest two books, actually. And one is the book that made me be a designer, made me curious about this field. And I think it's absolutely amazing. It's by an Italian designer called Bruno Munari, uh, and it's called Design of Art. So this was the book that made me curious and sparked my passion about design. It's an easy book to read. It's kind of small, so you can read it, you know, maybe even in one day. Uh, it's an easy read. And the other one is more specific to, to typeface design, right? If you want to design a typeface, if you want to, maybe not even to design one, but to understand how a typeface is constructed. For me, there is one book that is a Bible. It's called Designing Type by Karen Chang. It's really, really, really good. You can probably find it on Amazon easily. Uh, and for me, it was the Bible, the thing that guided me and made, made it possible for me to design my, my typeface. So I have those two recommendations. I could, you know, keep going on and on and tell you more interesting books, but I think those two are, are really good um, starting points. Thank you so much, Nelio, for suggesting us such interesting reads. And I would love to host you again. And thanks for coming over our podcast and helping us support spread knowledge and knowledge should not be hidden behind paywalls. Thank you so much, Nelio. Definitely. Thank you so much, Paige, for having me as well and have an excellent day. Oh, my God.
Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, man.